Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is October 12th, 2022, and our first story. In an NBC interview, Democrat Senate candidate for Pennsylvania John Fetterman struggles to communicate, needing a special closed caption device to be able to understand questions asked of him. But the Democrat insists he can uphold the duties of office. Following this, many liberal and Democrat personalities defended the fact that Fetterman couldn't understand what he was being asked, saying that it's just like wearing glasses. The reality is, it's now a toss-up race, and Fetterman could lose, and in my opinion, should. He should not be running. He is not medically fit. In our next segment, a Pfizer executive claims they did not test transmission when it came to the vaccine trials. They had no idea whether it would stop it or not. In a stunning revelation. And in our last story, the FBI offered what I view as a bribe to a foreign spy to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. A million dollars to Christopher Steele. Funny, they didn't investigate Hunter Biden. In fact, a whistleblower says they were told not to. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The midterms are here, my friends, and we've got a tight race up in Pennsylvania. Now, according to many polls, John Fetterman, the Democrat, is leading Dr. Oz. But the polls are skewed, so it does seem to be still a bit tight. And we've got a sad story today. It is. It is brutal. It's a brutal, sad story. NBC did an interview with John Fetterman, and he was he's just unable to function. I feel for the guy. But the man has serious health issues. For those that aren't familiar, he had a stroke not that long ago. He says he's recovered, but he requires a closed captioning system to translate audio to text so he can understand what is being said to him. This is a man who is deeply ill and I believe should should drop out of the race. Now, in response to that kind of statement, a lot of people on the left are saying why he's going to win. He's winning. And, and my response is because it's not about politics. But you know what? I suppose it doesn't matter. Despite the fact that we have numerous videos showing John Fetterman unable to effectively communicate, despite the fact that NBC has now come out and said, we don't think he understood what we were saying to him. Despite the fact that the man has a very serious growth on his neck, and I'm not trying to disparage him. I feel for the guy the same way I felt for Biden. Democrats don't care. They don't care about his health. 
They don't care about his leadership. And I'm not going to bury this one. I'm going to jump right to it, but we'll come back to it. Stay alive, Joe Biden, reported The Atlantic. Democrats need little from the front runner beyond his corporeal presence. Personally, I find it disgusting. The idea that you would use someone as a figurative scarecrow, a placeholder candidate because we just want to win, because we hate you, we don't care. That is insane. I think John Fetterman at this point, dude needs to get some very serious help, medical help, and he should not be in the race. And, and you know what? There, some of this falls on his shoulders, too, because, you know, uh, Mr. Fetterman, with all due respect, at a certain point, you need to recognize it's just not meant to be. But you know what? Fine. You can take a look at the economy. You can take a look at the, the, the markets. You can take a look at gas prices. You can take a look at the fact that we are facing Armageddon, according to Joe Biden. And that, that is what corporeal form gets you. So sure, the polls may show Fetterman may win. Fetterman may believe he should win. But have some humility. Have some humility. You know, recognize that it's just not meant to be. We need stronger leaders. Now, to be fair, Dr. Oz ain't it either. I do not like the man's candidacy. I do not. I think he is a poor representation of, of Pennsylvania. And I am I am surprised Donald Trump endorsed that man. I mean, the dude is is he's an elite as they come. He's as as elite as they come. And Trump had a real opportunity with Kathy Barnett, but he said she was unvetted and she couldn't win. You think Dr. Oz crudite is going to win? There's a reason they chose John Fetterman, the hoodie wearing, you know, good old boy. Because Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Democrats, they're going for union Dems, mid 30s, family men who vote Democrat for the union. That's why they want Fetterman. I'm not convinced it'll work, but I do think this is one of the biggest threats our country faces, not because of Fetterman's politics. I'm not a fan of all of his politics. As an individual, I actually like the guy. I really do. Personally, I, I, I think he comes off very, very well. I've seen his videos and I'm impressed by him. Dr. Oz, the opposite. He's off-putting. But this is just beyond ridiculous. And now in response to this, liberals and Democrats across the board are justifying with insane arguments as to why a man who can't understand what he hears should be in federal office. They say, oh, people use glasses. They can't see. People use hearing aids. They can't hear. This is a man. And again, with all due respect, when he hears words, his brain can't process them. That is unacceptable. I'm sorry. We need we need strong leaders. We need younger leaders. We need people who are in good health. And so I feel for the guy. But this ain't it. So let me show you exactly what's happening. And let this be a warning. Look, man, I'm not saying Dr. Raz is the answer. I do not like him. But the Democrats should have brought in someone else. Before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com, become a member in order to support our work and our journalists. As a member, you'll get access to the TimCast IRL uncensored members only show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., as well as the Cast Castle vlog and Tales from the Inverted World. And we got new shows coming soon. The next one in a couple weeks, actually. So I'm really excited for this. We are growing. We're expanding. We are trying our hardest to build out culture and just make good, fun stuff. Make it worth your while to be a member so you can tell all your friends, become members. 
help support TimCast.com and support our journalists. But don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share this video right now with your friends. The midterms are coming. We are hearing from many people that they're not getting notifications anymore. Be the notification. When you share this video, you notify people it's available. And that's more powerful than any attempt at censorship. Here's the first story from TimCast.com. Fetterman appears to struggle communicating in MSNBC interview. The Senate candidate's campaign required the use of closed captioning technology while speaking with Burns. That's the reporter. Now, I want to point this out because I assume there may be many people who aren't familiar with my content. Maybe you're sharing this with someone. I will stress we are at TimCast.com NewsGuard certified 82 out of 100. Now, they don't like some of the things we've said because we didn't fact check Trump quotes. But we do not publish false content. We do clarify our errors. We label everything. We are more credible than CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. With all that being said, here's the reporting. From Chris Bertman. On Tuesday, Democratic Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman opened up about challenges he experiences after suffering a stroke earlier this year. In his first sit-down interview after his stroke in May, MSNBC correspondent Dasha Burns announced that per his campaign request, Fetterman required closed captioning technology to transcribe their interview. Small talk with the Senate candidate prior to the interview was difficult without the aid of CC software, Burns noted. Fetterman appeared to display signs of his struggle to communicate throughout his interview with Burns. The MSNBC correspondent asked Fetterman, who currently serves as Pennsylvania's lieutenant governor, if voters could trust his ability to perform the job if elected. Fetterman paused for a moment and read his computer's CC before responding, yeah, of course. Fetterman opened up about his struggle understanding spoken word after his stroke and explained his need for closed captioning. Quote, that auditory processing, where I'll hear someone speaking, but sometimes it won't be precise on what exactly that they're saying. I use captioning. I always thought I was pretty empathetic. Fetterman continued pausing briefly, emphatic. I think I was very, excuse me, Fetterman corrected himself, empathetic. You know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. You say you're on the road to full recovery, but right now voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Quote, I feel like we've been very, we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways. When our doctor has already given a letter saying I'm able to serve and to be running. Burns pushed back, noting the letter in question was from May and might not provide insight into the Senate candidate's current medical status. Quote, being in front of thousands and thousands of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, he replied. Fetterman appeared to struggle as he finished saying that was enough evidence to let the voters decide if they think it's really the issue. The Senate candidate has been criticized for allegedly dodging offers to debate Dr. Mehmet Oz, the Republican challenger. He said he had agreed to debate his opponent, but what, late October? We're absolutely going to debate Dr. Oz. And that was really always our intent to do that. It was just simply only ever about addressing some of the lingering issues of the stroke, the auditory processing, and we're going to be able to work that out. Fetterman is scheduled to debate Oz on October 25th. Per his agreement to debate Oz, the moderator is required to explain to the audience that Fetterman will use CC software. The practice debate must not include real debate questions, and the debate must be lengthened to 90 minutes instead of an hour. Both candidates are seeking to fill Senator Pat Toomey's seat after the Republican previously announced he would not seek re-election. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply let me show you a clip from the interview so you can understand benny johnson says watch john fetterman is barely able to get through a softball corporate media interview in pennsylvania now considered a toss-up our dasha burns spoke with democrat john fetterman a toss-up. That's what MSNBC In his says. first in-person sit-down interview Sorry, since NBC he suffered Netflix. a stroke. And Dasha, this was not a typical candidate interview. No, Lester, because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Can voters trust that you will be able to do this job on day one? Yeah, of, of course. This is Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman's first in-person sit-down interview since a stroke sidelined him from the campaign trail for months. That auditory processing where you know, I'll hear someone speaking, but sometimes I'll be able to be precise on what exactly that they're saying. I use captioning. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought I was pretty empathetic. Uh, uh, Emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have day in and day out. So you say you're on the road to full recovery. But right now, voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation. So I think I think you get it because uh, we, we, we did go through uh, those those quotes. But I want to show you this video. This is from the GOP. And I actually want to push back on this video. But first, I want you to hear it. And then I want to offer my criticism as well as uh, my, my criticism of Fetterman as well as of the GOP. But here's the video. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic. And and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. And make sure you take advantage of this amazing opportunity to the only thing you have, Stan, to lose is your record. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe, kind of their income, a path to a safe 
place for them to win. And I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. If you come out and step with us, we will be able to stand with you in D.C. So I just want to point something out. Some of these, I think, are kind of BS, like the first one where he says this. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Everybody laughs. I don't know what the context of that is. The Eagles are so much better than Eagles. He could have been making a joke about a sports team or a bird or who knows what. So I, I think, I, you know, look, I don't know what the GOP, you know, they, 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 it's got the logo on this. There's a few other things where it's like when he accidentally says Jersey instead of D.C. Oh, come on. People misspeak all the time. But we really can see some uh, the, the moments here that I think need to be highlighted in this video is his his slow, his difficulty processing when he speaks very strangely and slowly inserting words that make no sense. It's bad. It is bad. And I think he needs to drop out. But you know what? That's not politically expedient. The Democrats are going to say that it's a partisan thing to say. And I'm just like, bro, I don't like Dr. Oz. But this is not a man who should be in office. I also want to point something else out. You'll notice in this video, he's always wearing hoodies. Have you noticed that? He's always wearing hoodies. And they say, ah, you know, because he's, he's like a regular old guy. He wears a hoodie. He's a regular old guy. Sure. Search John Fetterman images, Google. And what do you see? Okay, here's him wearing a suit with a neck gaiter around his neck. Why? Ah, maybe it was cold. Here's another picture of him wearing a jacket and he's wearing a neck gaiter. Yeah, well, it's cold, right? Hoodie, neck gaiter, sitting, uh, leaning uh, towards, you know, leaning uh, clockwise. Here's one where he's wearing a hoodie. And then you can see Tucker Carlson. Carlson calls out large bump on John Fetterman's neck. I believe that's the real reason he's even when he's wearing a suit indoors, like in this one, he's got a neck gaiter on. He is covering up a, a large lump on his neck. I don't know what that is. And I'm not a doctor. But this is a man who seems to be in poor health. I'm going to I'll tell you this, man. I'll say it again. Presentation wise and personally, he is much more likable than Dr. Oz. I, I find him much more personable. But come on, the covering up the neck, the stroke taking him out for months. There's no question. This man is not fit for office. But let's talk about the, 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 the liberals and the Democrats. First, we'll start with this. Josh Kroshar tweeted NBC News Dasha Burns, quote, in small talk before my interview with Fetterman, it wasn't clear he understood what I was saying. Dasha responded, we were in the room with him at his home, not on FaceTime, Zoom, etc. Releasing full interview tomorrow for anyone with questions about editing. We had no problem with accommodating the closed captioning. Our job as reporters is to be as transparent as possible. Here we go. Josh, uh, in response to this, to Josh Kroshar, Kara Swisher says, sorry to say, but I talked to John Fetterman for over an hour without stop or any aids, and this is just nonsense. Maybe this reporter is just bad at small talk. Listen to the interview in which we did not edit the ums and ahs out, as we typically do for everyone else. There were a few slips. I had more. And at no moment did he seem distracted. Lastly, the most irksome thing for me is when I had a stroke in 2011 is all Dr. Google folks who kept trying to give me advice. Slow down, they'd say. F you, I'd reply. Or study my speech for signs of trouble. It is a slow recovery. But many younger people do just fine. Hey, man, I'm, I feel bad for the dude for having a stroke. I mean, this seems like a dream of his. He wants to win. He really wants it. 
Life is not fair. That's just it. I don't know what to tell you, man. There are a lot of things I would love to do with my life that I've never done and probably and, and, and maybe won't do. And then sure, I suppose, you know, for me, work hard, build up a company, and then you can basically buy your way into things. But I'll never be a pro skateboarder. I'll never have a legitimate pro model with a top tier company. I'm not going to cry about it. And I'm not going to go and try and campaign and justify why I should. I'm going to be like, you know what? You don't, not everybody is going to play the lead. Not, it's impossible. There's only one person. Not everybody is going to get what they want. Kara says, 11 years later, I still fear another, even though anyone can die at any moment of anything at all. That's why I'm getting heart surgery soon. The medical strides related to strokes are impressive to close the hole there that caused it. Just not by this guy or Oz. Look, I understand, Kara, that you also had a stroke and you empathize, you sympathize, you, 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 you understand. I'm sorry. He's just not, he, he shouldn't be in this position. Ian Milheiser says, is it the position of NBC News that a senator with glasses cannot be trusted in office because they use assistive technology to accommodate their disability? My friend, glasses are not the inability to process information. Fetterman will struggle to communicate in, in literal debates. We have a political debate. Oz and Fetterman can go up on stage and they can argue with each other. But on the House floor, in the Senate floor, people have to actually debate. So you can have the CC technology, but this, this is not the person for the job. Here's more. Garance Frank Ruda, Frank Ruda, this is the oldest Senate in U.S. history. A huge percentage of older senators use hearing aids. Those only work if auditory processing is intact, though. Closed captioning is just another way to work around hearing impairment, one that's more visible. Treating a hearing impaired person like they are stupid and with suspicion because they cannot hear you is the definition of prejudice against the hearing impaired. That people do it all the time doesn't make it right. The dude has suffered brain damage. Literally, and I mean that with no disrespect. It is not an issue of his ears not working, of his inner eardrum being damaged. It is an issue of his brain being unable to process the information. That's it. He can hear the sounds, but his brain can't make heads or tails of it. That is a problem. Here we go. Kara Swisher again. For those who are not Dr. Google, Zoom or any video interface is much harder to use when you cannot use visual cues as much. When you have a stroke, as I did too, it is the auditory verbal issues that are slower to return. Also, I often zoned out to chatter. So it seemed as if I were not paying mind since the processing was impacted by noise sometimes and just the inane small talk. The question is, when he was asked questions on policy or his campaign, could he answer cogently? He had no issue. He had no issue on. issue missing part of that. She said, I was expecting a lot worse in presentation from Fetterman since stroke victims often only lose the ability to express but not to think clearly. So we get the point. And the point here is, in my opinion, that Democrats just want to win. Stay alive, Joe Biden. Democrats need little from the front runner beyond his corporeal presence. And we saw what that did to us. Do not make the same mistake, Pennsylvania, please. To every single one of you in the state, you voted for Biden. I don't blame you. A lot of people just did not like Donald Trump. I hear it. But you can see the problem here, right? Gas prices through the roof, war, the economy's in the gutter. Uh, you don't got to blame Joe Biden for all of it. But do not elect a man simply because you hate someone else. 
Pennsylvania, that's not the issue. Dr. Oz, I think, is pretty bad. I think in a lot of ways, Fetterman is way better than Oz. However, I don't agree with, with Fetterman on a lot of his policies, but I, I, I do find the guy personable. But I also think he is not medically fit for the job. At the very least, Dr. Oz can listen. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'll say it again. Do not make the same mistake. If you voted for Biden, how many of you regret it? This man is not with it. Democrat John Fetterman insists he is still fit to be a senator in an interview where he had to use captions to read questions and had trouble finding words. New York Mag, October 10th, the vulnerability of John Fetterman inside this year's highest stakes Senate race. It's a sad story, man. It's really sad. We get old. We are not always invincible. When I was younger, ah, man, I'd jump off buildings, jump down stair sets. Now, I was never like the best, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done uh, tricks on skateboarding down, I think, 13. We measure, we measure the stairs, you know, like how many steps is it? And so if you're a skateboarder, it's like, dude, kickflip to 20 stair. That's massive. When that actually happened, it was called El Toro. It was like a big deal, 20 stairs. The most I've ever gotten to was about 13. But I've actually jumped off some pretty high stuff, like, I don't know. 10 or 12 feet, maybe, maybe not 12, maybe 10 feet on a skateboard. I wouldn't do that these days. In fact, I don't even like ollieing down a small set of stairs. Granted, I still do a lot of ramp stuff, which is more transition. So you're, you're not getting as much impact on the knees. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm 36. I'm not 17. John Fetterman, you want to run for office. You had this dream, always wearing your hoodie, a guy in a factory, you want to run and then you had a stroke and you accept it. And you move on and you live your life. There's so much for life to offer you. You know, you could be like Dr. Strange in the Marvel movies. You know, I love making those references. He was a fancy doctor. He couldn't let go. Finally, he did. Became the master of the mystic arts. Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, it's not a real story. But here's what the New York Mag writes. They're going to mention all this amazing stuff. They say that he had a folkloric statue, six foot eight, bald, bearded, always in a hoodie, went to Harvard, blah, blah, blah. And they mention all this stuff, how he worked really, really hard to connect with people. And they say then... On May 13th, he had a stroke. Four days after doctors removed a clot that could have killed him, he won the Democratic primary. Fetterman's greatest strength, his indestructible guyness, was in jeopardy, was jeopardized. His infirmity seized upon by his Republican opponent, Emmett Oz. He says, I'm so profoundly grateful in reference to his recovery. But running for the Senate is the biggest race in the country, and having to recover at the same time is unprecedented. Fetterman spent much of the summer in recovery. He could not campaign in person, but he launched a social media blitz, viciously teasing Oz for being, until very recently, a longtime resident of New Jersey. Hey, man, he ain't wrong about that. I don't like Oz. He's not a PA guy. Man, it's funny because I, I say, you know, we, we, we had a house in the South Jersey suburbs. And I say like, I say, I'm sorry. I, yeah, well, it is the suburbs. I say uh, suburbs of Philly. And then the Philly people are like, the, the Pennsylvania people are like, you weren't in the suburbs of Philly, you were in Jersey. And I'm like, dude, we were literally 10 minutes from Philadelphia downtown. Like you could go out of the house and then drive five minutes and be at the bridge. So, okay, don't call it a suburb, but I don't know how to explain it to regular people. Calm down. But even then, not a PA guy. So for Dr. Oz to be a Jersey guy and then come to Pennsylvania and want to run, I get it. If you're like, you're not one of us, man. Pennsylvania, they, they tried they, that Fetterman's their guy, right? I mean, in, in, in presentation, policy wise, I don't know. Tucker Carlson said that Fetterman is brain damaged and can barely speak. 
and has joked about his stupid little fake tattoos, comparing him to a barista in Brooklyn dressed like a lumberjack. Look, I think Tucker's a bit mean. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of Tucker, but I'm not a fan of that thing, you know, of, of this particular uh, thing he said. And there's many things I would criticize Tucker for. I don't want to make fun of Fetterman. I actually like the guy. The left hates it when I say that. No, you don't. You hate him. You're a Republican. No, I do. I, I, I think he's very personable. I think he's a chill dude. I like that he's not wearing a suit. I don't like elitists. I don't like what Dr. Oz represents. But dude is brain damaged. And I, I'm not saying that to be cute. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying the dude had a stroke and his brain has damage. And I want him to get better. But I am just, bro. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply could you imagine if I tried entering like a pro level skateboarding contest? People might like me. They might cheer for me and say, Ooh, we're big fans of Tim, but come on, man. You know, I was pretty good back in my day. I still got some skills. I can pay the bills. I got all these fancy flip tricks and who's it's and whatnots. Got those nollie flip nose slides, nollie flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really go for that stuff anymore. I'm old. 36. I know a lot of people are like, you know, who are older than me are like, you're not old, you know, cherish it. I take care of myself, been eating better, taking my collagen, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be launching 20 feet in the air and, and flying over the walls to try and win these contests. It's just not going to happen. And I don't think it's here for, for Fetterman either. You get hurt, man. Doesn't mean give up on being involved in some capacity, but it just means it's not for you. Very few people get to be president. 46 people have gotten to be president. That's it. 46. Out of how many hundreds of millions or billions of Americans. It doesn't have to be for you. But here we go. A lot of people are saying it doesn't matter. He's going to win. Why drop out when he's plus six? I'm not convinced. We've seen a swing in the polls of around seven points. Now, Oz, I, ugh, I don't like Dr. Oz, man. But Fetterman in September was up 10 points, 10.7. It's dropped to six. The, the, I mean, I think it was even worse. You go back, plus 12. Fetterman has been tanking. And Dr. Oz is growing. Dr. Oz is figuring out how to adjust his campaign. And I'll just tell you right now, look, I run a business, right? We got to hire people. Let me tell you, if Fetterman and Oz came into my office and it was not an issue of politics, I would not hire John Fetterman. Look, there, there are certain issues when it comes to hiring about not being able to discriminate and stuff like that. But let me specify. If you can't do the job, there is nothing I can do for you. John Fetterman, this is a company where we argue and debate with each other. If Fetterman couldn't do that, I wouldn't know. I, would, I don't know what to say. Or actually, I'll put it this way. If there is a legal requirement that I do not consider that, that's not the entire reason why I wouldn't hire Fetterman. It's not it's nothing to do with that. It's if, you, if someone can't lift a, a box, do you have to hire them to lift a box? You know, we got to answer these questions. The real issue is I think Fetterman's not right for the job for a lot of reasons. It's not just his health or his brain damage. It's the fact that 
he's got bad policies, to be honest. But you know what? Maybe I should take that back. It's not a question of the medical issue for, for Fetterman or Oz when it comes to hiring someone for a job, because if they can do the job, they can do the job. And that's that's an important distinction. And I will be fair on that capacity. If Fetterman can actively uh, do the job, then fine. But I don't know how he's going to be able to convince people he can do the job. And I think that we need people in good health and positions of leadership and government that's very different from working at a company. Perhaps that was a bad analogy. I'll also say this, too. As an aside, the employees here at Timcast, you ain't got to worry about anything. I mean, to the extent that we can, if someone had a stroke here, we'd take care of them to the extent fiscally possible, you know. So, you know, I, I just I, I, I feel for the guy. But in a job where you're required to debate and listen and express, if you can't do it, why are we expected to hire a person for this position? It means we'll all suffer because of it. The Dr. Oz, man, he may be unrelatable and all that stuff, but I don't want to tell you. It's a tough one. Take a look at this. Kathy Barnett could have been the GOP primary, uh, uh, could have won the primary. Kathy Barnett was on the show last night. She's fantastic. I was thoroughly impressed. Her knowledge of ESG and all of these issues. This woman knows what she's talking about. And Trump criticizes her. Trump's made a lot of mistakes, and this was certainly his biggest. Well, maybe not his biggest, but a very, very big mistake. He said that she was not vetted and unelectable and other nonsense. Kathy Barnett will never, never be able to win the general election against the radical left Democrats, Trump said in a statement. Are you joking? <sighs> That's pathetic. Pathetic and incorrect because Dr. Oz don't got it. What did he think? Did Trump think, well, Dr. Oz is a celebrity and a celebrity's got a better chance of winning? Fine, maybe. But in Pennsylvania? I don't know what to tell you, man. This is a great opportunity. Kathy said that she will be voting Republican all across the board. I don't blame her. I would be scared to vote for Fetterman because of his mental issues. And I can say it. I can say nonstop, you know, I, I empathize. The guy's got dreams. But if you're if you're hiring for a very specific job and a person can't do it, are you required to hire them? I say that's ridiculous. Maybe you can do this. You know, if you come to me and you say I'm unable to do X or Y, I'll tell you what we were hiring for. And if we're hiring for a position you can do, it's all yours if you're the right candidate. Fetterman, however, he's applying for a job that requires a quick wit, rapid ability to express oneself, to debate very high level issues with some strapping young lads. For the most part, they're old people in the Senate. But he's going to have to justify every, all of his positions to young people. Is he going to be able to? I don't see it. I don't see it. Instead, I see a sad story of Democrats willing to put a man into office who is incapable simply because they want to win. And that's a scary prospect. Biden threatens consequences for Saudi Arabia after OPEC cut. Gee, a quid pro quo? Funny. Inflation. Key inflation metric doubles expectations with core prices still astronomically high. Amazing. Wholesale inflation exceeded economists expectations in September. Well, with core prices staying high despite efforts to write in inflation. It's remarkable. When you vote for a man like Joe Biden, who ain't all with it, this is what you get. This is my warning to the people of Pennsylvania. Do not vote for a person who has been incapacitated. Do not vote for a person who is mentally, un, uh, who, is, who is medically and mentally to a certain degree unwell. 
And as much as I can uh, offer my respects to Fetterman and, and wish his, his recovery, we have to be realistic about what happens when you choose partisanship over function, practicality. You end up with struggle and hardship for everyone. I don't know who you should vote for, but I don't think it's John Fetterman. I think the man is unwell. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. In a shocking video, the Daily Telegraph reports Pfizer did not know whether COVID vaccine stopped transmission before rollout, executive admits. Well, the executive must be wrong because the politicians are always right and not the science or the doctors, or I guess the science is always right. And you got to trust your doctor and go to your doctor. But the politician said, okay, I got to be honest with you guys. I have no idea what to tell you. I do know that big tech is censorious. I know that the federal government of the United States was reaching out to big tech platforms to get people banned and suspended if they dared challenge the science. And now we have this. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. After everything is said and done, talk to a trusted medical expert, a, a medical doctor, nurse practitioner or otherwise, who can tell you about what you should do for your health, because I certainly don't know. And I mean that completely and genuinely. I'd love to tell you definitively what the vaccine does, but I don't think even they know. I'm talking about Pfizer, of course. At a parliamentary hearing, a Pfizer exec said that they had to work at the speed of science and just get this out. And now the story is going viral. And there's even some people apologizing. The big narrative at the height of COVID was that if you got the vaccine, you would slow the spread. You would stop transmission. I've got a video I'll show you of all of these people like Fauci saying, if you get the va- if you get the vaccine, you won't get this. Now they're saying it doesn't prevent a transmission or at the very least, they don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're wrong. Talk to a doctor. If you don't think your doctor knows about what's going on, if they can't tell you about the modern developments, like the the most up-to-date information, just find a good doctor. Find a better one. Obviously, I say it all the time. Joe Rogan found a good one. I obviously found a good one. And so maybe the issue is there's good and there's bad doctors. Now, I also point out that YouTube changed their rules. The CDC contradicts what even Pfizer is saying. So you pick, I guess. At the very least, you can bring this information to your doctor and say, which is it? The CDC says the vaccines will prevent transmission or, or stop it or whatever. Pfizer says they don't know. YouTube has removed the rules on, 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 on vaccine and transmission. Now YouTube just says the vaccine prevents serious illness or death. Now, I've pulled up a scientific study which basically says that as well. And this goes back to February where they're saying we don't know anything about transmission. I, I don't know, man. Let me just read for you the news and then uh, we'll, we'll leave it to uh, uh, I'll read you the news. Now, I want to stress a few important points. We have this from uh, NewsGuard. DailyTelegraph.com.au has a rating of 92.5 out of 100. This is an executive at Pfizer speaking to a government official. YouTube, if you have a problem with this, then I have a problem with you. And uh, maybe... In the event that YouTube takes issue with this, we can settle it in court as to what YouTube's policies actually are. Because if I'm reading you the news and showing you what the executives who are producing this vaccine actually have to say about it, then um, what misinformation is there? 
is does YouTube know better than Pfizer who made the vaccine? No, they don't. So you want to argue about misinformation? Let's play that game because I'm going to play this video right now from the Daily Telegraph. Let me just play you the clip that's going viral. 45 Pfizer seconds. COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. I'm going to I'm going to start over. I'm going to start over. Make sure was the go. Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do one more time um, regarding the question around. Um, did we know about stopping humanization before immunization? Um, it's entered the market? Is that what you're saying? Um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered wow. the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything. At yeah, blah, blah, blah. The story says a senior Pfizer executive has admitted that the drug company did not know whether its COVID vaccine prevented transmission of the virus when it began rolling out the shots globally. Janine Small, Pfizer's president of international developed markets, was testifying before the European Union Parliament on Monday when she was asked the question by Dutch MEP Rob Roos. He says, if not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data? Ms. Small, appearing in the place of Pfizer chief executive Albert Borla, who had been called to testify but pulled out of the hearing earlier the month, replied the company had to move at the speed of science. Regarding the question, um, did we know about stopping the immunization before it entered the market? So I think she misspoke. They put sick there, implying an error. The question was about transmission. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science, blah, blah, blah. Ms. Small said Dr. Borla actually felt the importance of what was going on in the world. And therefore, as a result of that, we actually spent um, US $2 billion at risk of self-funded money from Pfizer to be able to research, develop, and manufacture at risk to be able to make sure that we're in a position to help people with the pandemic. Mr. Roos shared a brief clip of Miss Small's response on Twitter, describing the answer as scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others, he said in the video, which has been viewed more than five million times. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. Whoa. Mr. Roos said the admission removed the entire basis for vaccine mandates and passports, which led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. In the early stages of the global rollout, drug makers and public health authorities claimed the shots would prevent transmission of the virus. Do they have a source on that? Let's pull up that. Let's see what they say. With Dr. Borla stating in April 2021, that early trial data showed its vaccine was 100% effective against severe COVID-19. Full stop. Come on, they're playing games. They didn't say that uh, effective against severe COVID, against severe COVID. Yeah, he's telling you that it prevents hospitalization and severe illness. That quote does not say prevents transmission. This is what I think people may have fall, uh, may, may have fell victim, fault, may have fell victim to is assumptive language. You, you play a game 
You say things that make people assume something. So uh, here's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that we've been working really, really hard playing the lottery every single day, hoping that one day we would win the million dollars. Well, I have huge news. Today, we won the lottery, baby. Woo! And then everyone cheers. Sounds like I just said I won a million bucks. I never said that. I said we were, we were hoping to win a million dollars. Then I said we won the lottery. Yeah. I got, a num- I got a couple numbers right. It was two bucks. But I won the lottery. Assumptive language. It's a manipulation trick. It's a con. You say something like, we have been working tirelessly on testing this, this uh, product. We want to make sure and we want to understand how to prevent transmission. And I can say that the data we have now shows the vaccine is 100% effective against severe COVID-19. I didn't say what you think I said. You see, you see the point. Now, look, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the science behind the vaccine because I ain't a doctor nor a scientist nor a researcher at Pfizer. I can only tell you that these quotes from these executives contradict themselves. You want to take care of your health. You got to do it on your own time, your own dime. You got to talk to doctors, a lot of health channels and everything. They want to tell you what you should do with your life. I remember the story of Steve Jobs. He gets, Woody had pancreatic cancer. So he starts eating nothing but fruit. No, for real. I guess he went on like an all fruit diet. Dude died. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, People say like, you know, chemotherapy is bad and all that stuff. But I got to be honest, maybe he would have been better off than just eating a bunch of fruit. Honestly, I have no idea. But maybe he did chemo. Look, I don't know what the guy did with his health. I think you just got to you got to you got to talk to your doctor. That's all I'll say it a million times. My point here is they're 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 mentioning in this story, the authorities claims shots would prevent uh, transmission, but then give us a quote on something else. I don't know who's trying to manipulate me. And this is why I don't like playing games with this stuff. Why is the news outlet giving me a quote about severity of COVID, but making a claim about transmission? It's also possible that these quotes came from uh, Pfizer in response, and they were the one using assumptive language, saying something like, you know, we're working really hard to figure out the, 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 the efficacy in preventing transmission. And I can tell you 100% effective against severe COVID, didn't say against transmission of severe COVID. You see how they play that game? That, 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 that way they can say like, I never said that. I never said you can't, you can't come at me. You can't sue me. They say initially a small number of so-called breakthrough infections were reported, but by late 2021, it had become clear the vaccinated were still catching and spreading the virus. Now that, that is an important, important note. Breakthrough infections. That's what they called it. Breakthrough. That implies the virus broke through. What could it have broken through? Something doesn't add up. Very, very strange, everything we're seeing. From news.com.au, January 21st, 2022, Israeli officials were surprised and disappointed vaccines did not stop transmission. One of Israel's top vaccine advisors has revealed he and his colleagues were surprised and disappointed by one element of the jab rollout. Well, you have it there. Now, over at uh, YouTube, transmission misinformation. You cannot post content that promotes transmission information that contradicts local health authorities or the World Health Organization. Content that claims that COVID-19 is not caused by a viral infection. Silly, we know it is. Content that claims that COVID-19 is not contagious. It's contagious. Content that claims that COVID-19 cannot spread in certain climates and geographies. I've never heard that, actually. My understanding is it can spread everywhere. Content that claims that any group or individual has immunity to the virus or cannot transmit the virus. Huh. Okay, well, where's the... Where's the vaccine thing? Where's the thing saying you can't claim? Huh. 
That used to be one of their rules. They got rid of it. There's a bunch of other, you know, weird things in here. Claims that any vaccine causes contraction of COVID-19. I don't know, man. I'm not a doctor. Don't uh, uh, no at home remedies. Claims that approved COVID-19 vaccine will cause death, infertility, miscarriage, autism, or contraction of other infectious diseases. Sure. I don't know. YouTube, you can do whatever you want with your rules. James Smith, he's got this viral tweet going around. Three times, number one, Sunday, best to- uh, Sunday Times bestselling author, the James Smith podcast. Shout out to uh, James Smith. He says, so it turns out get vaccinated to save other people was a farce. I think I owe a lot of people an apology. I genuinely thought I could trust the experts. I'm very disappointed to have been hoodwinked by the propaganda of 2020. One person says I'm a bit confused. I don't believe they ever said they could stop transmission. They called them breakthrough infections. You're okay. You're not breakthrough infections, implying if you were vaccinated, it was a breakthrough if you ended up getting sick. Now, here's a compilation of videos. Here's one. July 21st, 2021. You're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Vaccines prevent getting infected, prevent getting sick, prevent your hospitalization. Uh-oh. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Hey, they were all wrong about that stuff. That's not even in the YouTube rules anymore. Now, these are all old videos. And I think it's fair to point out, one, people are allowed to learn and change their opinions. Two, people make mistakes. And three, a lot of big companies had a lot of money to make by getting government contracts that were guaranteed. So I don't know. I don't know about any conspiracies. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. It could be as simple as they genuinely, these people genuinely thought it. Take a look at this over at the CDC. Let me see. Here we go. Preparing for your vaccine, cdc.gov. Why should I get vaccinated if I might get COVID-19 anyway? COVID-19 vaccination significantly lowers your risk of severe illness, hospitalization, and death if you get infected. Compared to people who are up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations, unvaccinated people are more likely to get COVID-19, much more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19, and much more likely to die from COVID-19. Like all vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines are not 100% effective at preventing infection. Some people who are up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations will get COVID-19 breakthrough infection. However, staying up to date with your COVID-19 vaccinations means that you are less likely to have a breakthrough infection. And if you do get sick, you are less likely to get severely ill or die. Staying up to date with COVID-19 vaccination also means you are less likely to spread the disease to others and increase your protection against new variants of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Well, I believe uh, 
I'll, I'll let the CDC speak for themselves. Uh, for themselves. I am not a government official who knows better than any scientist. I can criticize Dr. Fauci for flip-flopping and shattering confidence in the American people. For some reason, some people maintained it. But uh, I, I am not a scientist. I can only point out that right now, the narrative, or I should say uh, the, the official advisement from the CDC, uh, seemingly, seemingly contradicts what the news is saying right now. So we'll see, I suppose. But I also want to highlight this from BMJ. BMJ is a NewsGuard certified 100 out of 100, the British Medical Association Journal. What do we know about COVID vaccines and preventing transmission? They say vaccines that work against SARS-CoV-2 have helped change the course of the pandemic by reducing illness and hospital admissions. But Chris Stokel Walker asks what we know about the impact of pre- on preventing transmission. They say the range of vaccines developed, blah, 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 blah. Much of the focus on research has been on the effectiveness in preventing infection, illness, and hospital admission. What is less well measured is the impact of vaccination on preventing onward transmission. They say a subsequent study conducted later in the course of the pandemic, when the Delta variant was dominant, showed vaccines had a less pronounced effect on denting onward transmission, but were still effective. Well, okay. They say vaccines aren't preventing onward transmission by reducing the viral load. Most studies show if you got an infection after vaccination, compare with someone who got an infection without a vaccine, you are pretty much shedding roughly the same amount of virus, said Paul Hunter, professor in medicine at the University of East Anglia. And one study sponsored by the U.S. Center for uh, CDC found no difference in infectious virus uh, uh, teeter between groups who had been vaccinated and had not. Instead, it's the principle that the UK HSA identified above. If you don't get infected in the first place, thanks to a vaccine, you can't spread it. Once you're infected, you still can. Although what we know about the window when you're most likely to transmit, blah, blah, blah. So it seems there's a lot of wishy-washy, contradictory information. And yo, I can't tell you what for. I can only tell you that this Pfizer exec is saying they didn't know about transmission. Technically said immunization. So take it for what it is. California makes it illegal for doctors to disagree with politicians. Okay. Well, welcome to the brave new world, my friends. They say, Conformity of thought is now required. PayPal introduced their $2,500 fine that we get after a firestorm of criticism, we understand. But California physicians had no such relief. Governor Gavin Newsom signed, recently signed California Assembly Bill 2098, making it the first state to attempt to censor what physicians can say about COVID-19 to their patients. It is dangerous and likely unconstitutional. The statute instructs that it shall constitute unprofessional conduct for a physician and surgeon to disseminate misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19, including false or misleading information regarding the nature and risks of the virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Let me just bring it all together for you. And I'll say it again for the millionth time. Yo, I have no idea. I am no doctor. I am no scientist. I could not tell you one way or the other. I can only tell you this. As a layman, when it comes to those issues, I have no idea what's going on. A Pfizer exec comes out and says they didn't, they were asked about transmission, but said they didn't know about immunization. It is, the the reporting is that they misspoke and that they didn't know about stopping transmission. But this is what everybody was saying. Slow the spread, do it for others, all of that stuff. Now, the argument from the CDC is still that you are less likely to get it if you are vaccinated, and thus you'll be less likely to spread it. I actually want to point out, if the vaccine does reduce severity, you will get better faster 
you will, there's a, there's a smaller window for infecting others. I suppose you could argue in that capacity, the vaccine does reduce transmission. Is, is that what they're trying to say? I can only tell you this. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. First, people are going to want to believe what uh, caters to their worldview. This is why I really, I really uh, just, I don't like the, you've got people who hate the vaccines. You've got people who love the vaccines. And I'm just like, shh, just everybody just, okay, look, I'm about personal freedom, liberty, all that stuff. So I certainly don't like the vax mandates and I don't like the zealous get the vaccine no matter what people. There are people who just adamantly oppose the vaccine no matter what. And I'm also like, well, you're allowed to. So I'm not mad about that because you're not forcing me to do anything I don't want to do. But I'm still just like, check your biases. Okay. People are going to see this story and they're going to say this proves it. Well, it proves this woman may not know what she's talking about. It's a statement from a Pfizer executive. And that's very, very important. And that's at, 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 a, at, a, at an inquiry with a member of European Parliament. That is serious. I take that evidence seriously. The fact that YouTube changed their rules and a bunch of news outlets are not coming out and changing what they said initially, I think that says a lot. But I think ultimately I can only say this. Your health, what is important for you, has been proven over and over again over the past few years to be an issue for you and your doctor and not the government and not the media and not big pharmaceutical companies. You should talk to a trusted medical professional. You realize there are many doctors who are Trump supporters. There are many doctors who don't like big, big pharma. See, what really, what really grinds my gears is when people are like, Tim, doctors don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you think every single doctor is just like a, a, a pro-Pfizer Democrat march? No, 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 no. If your doctor is saying that stuff to you, you need a different doctor. Okay, if your doctor gives you advice, I suggest you take it. If the doctor can't tell you about modern developments, recent developments, I suggest you find a doctor you do trust. That's really that simple. This stuff just, this stuff freaks me out. It's the only thing I can really say. It's scandalous that this Pfizer exec said this. Scandalous. That's one way to put it. What does it prove? Man, I got no idea. Because they say a whole lot of things and there's a whole lot of crazy people. She's not a doctor. What does she know? Is she a scientist? No, she's a business person. Um, maybe, maybe you got to be a scientist. What do I know? I can only tell you this. YouTube's rules are based on conjecture and who knows what. They change them all the time and they don't issue notice when they do. So how are we supposed to know? If YouTube tells us we can't talk about the latest developments in what's happening, how is anyone supposed to be adequately informed? When a NewsGuard certified source comes out and says Pfizer exec admits they didn't know about transmission and it's shocking and criminal. And we can't report the news because of YouTube's rules. Then I think YouTube should be responsible. That's on them. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. This could possibly be one of the most shocking revelations, exposing the corruption within the federal government and justifying a lot of what Donald Trump has said. From the Daily Mail, FBI offered British spy Christopher Steele $1 million cash to prove his dirty dossier allegations that Trump was colluding with Russia to win the election, but he couldn't. Top bureau analyst tells federal court. Let me stress that again for you. This could be one of the most shocking revelations in uh, this country's history. 
I, and I mean it, this goes way beyond Watergate. The FBI offered a million dollars cash to a foreign national to discredit a, 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 an individual running for office. I'm gonna try this. I, I got to say that one more time. This is huge. The FBI offered cash to a foreign national to present information that would destroy the candidacy of Donald Trump. It wasn't true. Did the FBI offer any cash to uh, prove the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, they quashed it. The FBI is unbearably corrupt. It is staring you in the face. Now, there are a lot of good agents. That's true. I think most of them probably. You know, when it comes to the FBI, the majority of them aren't the D.C. Bureau who are engaged in this corruption. But this is exposed at the core of their leadership, at the core of the organization in the federal government. They are engaged in seditious activity. I will stress that again. And, I, and, and, and my opinion, this is, man, what would you call this? Treason? No, I guess not treason because treason is providing aid to an enemy of the country. I think formally as a legal charge. This would be a seditious conspiracy. The FBI going to a British spy saying, we'll give you $1 million to prove allegations against Trump. They were fake. So what is this? They're trying to buy dirt to discredit an a presidential candidate? The Daily Mail reports a witness. In the trial of a source for the infamous Steele dossier testified, the FBI offered ex-British intelligence officer Christopher Steele up to $1 million to back up claims he included in his reports. Brian Auten, an FBI supervisory analyst, testified the Bureau made the offer in 2016 as agents were seeking to verify information in the dossier, which included salacious, unverified allegations against the future president. Auten testified that Steele didn't get the money because he was unable to prove the allegations, CNN reported. The revelation about the substantial financial incentive being offered came in the trial of Igor Danchenko, one of Steele's primary sources, who was accused of lying to the FBI when questioned about the information, about his information. He was indicted on five counts of making false statements to the FBI. Special counsel John Durham, who was appointed by Trump, is prosecuting the case in Alexandria, in uh, AM, Alexandria, Virginia courtroom, in Ann, is it a typo? His years-long probe has resulted in a single conviction of FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith for doctoring an email used to justify surveillance. Yo, I'm ready to, I'm, 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 I'm pissed. I want, I want lawsuits. I want every legal means, courts, whatever you can do. An FBI lawyer doctored evidence to justify this attack against a presidential candidate's campaign. We're now learning the FBI was trying to pay a foreign spy. Wow, man. Steele, an ex-MI6 intelligence officer, compiled the dossier as a series of dispatches. He had been a paid FBI informant. Prosecutors said Danchenko, a Russian analyst and researcher based in Virginia, fabricated one source and hid another source of information as the FBI rushed rushed in the weeks before the 2016 election to confirm information in the, in the dossier. They accused him of lying to the FBI when he was questioned about the information he provided. They also pointed to an area of harm. The FBI relied in part on information, uh, in part, FBI relied in part of information, huh? There's a lot of typos here, guys, in the dossier to obtain warrants for phone and email surveillance of former Trump foreign policy advisor Carter Page, a U.S. citizen. 
They were probing an alleged conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia in an investigation that would burst into the headlines. And it was all fake. And for years, we had to deal with this because the FBI is corrupt, because the FBI is corrupt, because the FBI is corrupt. There are a lot of good FBI agents. And as I stated earlier, most of them. And these these agents are blowing the whistle and calling this out. Fix it. You can do it. If you are here in the agent in, in, in the bureau and you're seeing this, you can bring it to members of Congress. Be brave. Project Veritas also exists. Page was never charged with a crime. That's amazing. Those lies mattered, Prosecutor Michael Kelty said, because the FBI presented inaccurate information to a foreign intelligence surveillance court. Uh-huh. Prosecutors say Danchenko lied when he told agents he got information from Sergei Millian, who had been head of the Russian-American Chamber of Cong- Commerce. But they said there isn't evidence the two ever spoke and pointed to phone records. This case is about protecting the functions and integrity of our institutions, Kelty added. This case is about protecting the function and integrity of our government and our government institutions, said Durham. Durham's prosecutors focus on the treatment of Page, an area that has long been a focus of Trump and congressional Republicans and which featured a damning report by the Justice Department's IG. Denchenko's lawyer countered that his client had been truthful and that the FBI asked his client vague questions during the 2016 meeting. At one point, Durham asked Auten why the DOJ opened its Russia probe in the summer of 2016. But his answer cut against Trump's repeated claim that the probe was founded on a dirty dossier. Instead, his answer pointed to the origin of the probe, which has been repeatedly reported a boozy encounter in a hotel bar in May 2016 between foreign Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos and an Australian diplomat. After the aide said the Kremlin had dirt on Hillary Clinton, the diplomat provided the information to the U.S. And maybe they did. And what does that mean? It's all one big hoax. Donald Trump did not collude with Russia. No amount of investigating has ever backed that claim up. But I will tell you this. The FBI offered British spy Christopher Steele $1 million. $1 million. FBI whistleblower claims center on mystery Hunter Biden evidence grassly reveals. So you may have heard this. An FBI whistleblower came out and said they were instructed not to investigate Hunter Biden. It's amazing. A man who uh, in the laptop we can see is committing a series of crimes. I mean, just outright. I mean, well, what? You, smoking crack is, is, is not illegal if it's only on video. You have video evidence of him with hookers and crack and all that stuff. And it's nothing. Doesn't uh, a warrant a search warrant? No. Here we go. The FBI investigation led by Senator Chuck Grassley involving former bureau agent Timothy Tibault, sorry, Thibault, centers on secretive evidence about Hunter Biden that has not yet been made public. The Washington Examiner has learned. Thibault, the former FBI assistant special agent in charge of the Washington field office, field office, who left the bureau in late August, shut down a line of inquiry into now President Joe Biden's son in October 2020, despite some of the details being known to be true at the time according to whistleblower allegations provided to Grassley. The senator says the Justice Department and FBI investigation into Hunter may now be hobbled because of it. We stand before unprecedented corruption. When the FBI is trying to, what, bribe foreign officials? What do you want to call it? To produce dirt on a political rival. And when evidence emerges of serious malfeasance in the Biden family, they ignore it. Don't you get it? 
when the crime is right in front of your face or the evidence of crime, they say don't. When there is no evidence, they say, can we pay them for it? Manufacturing their, 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 their uh, cases. They say, although Grassley's office wouldn't be drawn on what the specific whistleblower evidence is, the senator's office told the Washington Examiner the disclosures were not directly connected with Hunter Biden's infamous laptop hard drive, nor with a September 2020 report Grassley released with Senator Ron Johnson on Hunter's overseas business dealings, nor with former Hunter's Hunter business associate Tony Bobulinski, who had recently reemerged in the media spotlight. The comments from Grassley's office came the same day it was leaked to multiple outlets that the FBI believes it has collected enough evidence to charge Hunter with crimes related to tax fraud and lying about his drug use when purchasing a firearm. The decision on whether to charge the president's son rests with Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss. We'll see. Grassley revealed in July that whistleblowers had told him Thibault had ordered closed an avenue of additional derogatory Hunter Biden reporting in October 2020, even though all of the reporting was either verified or verifiable via criminal search warrants. Thibault's role in the FBI has come back into the spotlight thanks to an interview Bob Yulinski gave to Tucker Carlson on Fox News this week. Bob Yulinski told Carlson he believes Thibault ran interference in his own dealings with the Bureau, saying the agent promised to follow up with his lawyers after his October 2020 meetings with the FBI, but that Thibault and the Bureau never did. The FBI declined to comment, declined on Friday to comment to the Washington Examiner on Bob Yulinski's allegations. The Washington Examiner previously reported on the trove of Hunter Biden linked messages and business documents from Bob Yulinski, which he said he handed over to the Bureau ahead of the 2020 election. Thibault released a statement in August through his lawyers who said he was not fired, not forced to retire and not asked to retire. There have also been allegations that Mr. Thibault took certain actions in investigations for partisan political reasons. Mr. Thibault welcomes any investigation of these false allegations, regardless of his retirement. He firmly believes that any investigation will conclude his supervision, leadership and decision making were not impacted by political bias or partisanship of any kind. I want to pause and give you a lesson. We talked about this on uh, Timcast IRL just a couple days ago. Drew Miller, the CEO of Fortitude Ranch, was on the show, and he said he trusts the U.S. government to not have biological weapons uh, production facilities or, or weapons facilities. However, we do know that there are biological research facilities in Ukraine, and the U.S. is protecting them and concerned that Russia could get their hands on them. We do know that Hunter Biden helped secure funding through third parties that went to some of this gain-of-function research. And we know that Fauci and the, NIA, uh, the NIAID was involved in the Wuhan Virology Lab. He said, Drew Miller said, he doesn't believe there are weapons, biological weapons facilities. Define weapon. Is a padlock a weapon? Serious question. What if you uh, tie it to a shoelace and start swinging it around and throwing it at people? Is it a weapon now? Yes. Is a knife a weapon? Of course you'd say, hold on, I'm talking about a steak knife. Is it a weapon? Is it, are you handing someone a weapon? When the waiter serves you steak, are they giving you a weapon? Technically, yes, I guess, right? A knife is a weapon. But a steak knife is not intended to be a weapon, but it can easily be used as one. And to, I mean, there are some knives, a steak knife might be better. What about a buck knife? Is that a weapon? I guess technically. That's the point. That's the lesson here. Understanding how they use language. So when it comes to the biological weapons research facilities, do they exist? The answer is no. Semantics. 
Now, there are facilities in which the U.S. is supporting the, um, let's just, uh, gain-of-function research, which makes pathogens substantially more deadly. Well, they say their intent is to study them and then produce vaccines. Okay. Well, my intent on making a knife is to cut my steak. Can someone then take it and use it as a weapon? Yes. Can it be distributed as a weapon? Yes. Can it be released to be used as a weapon? Yes, it can be. Semantics. Which brings me here. With everything they're saying about Hunter Biden and what he was really doing, it's all semantics. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. He wasn't actually securing research uh, funding for weapons. Semantics. They come out and say it's a conspiracy theory. Hold on. Don't look at me. I am not prescribing intent. I will not pretend to know the intention of these individuals, only what their actions were and will result in. Gain of function research was done. The result, extremely dangerous pathogens, which could be released in wartime as a weapon. Fact. This is what we see now with all the Hunter Biden stuff. Understand how they will manipulate language. He was not fired, not forced to retire, not asked to retire. Okay. What did they not say? He wasn't fired. We know that. He wasn't forced to retire and he wasn't asked to retire. So what does that mean? Well, one thing he didn't say in that sentence was it wasn't suggested that maybe retirement is a good idea, right? It wasn't uh, pointed out that uh, maybe for legal reasons, his lawyer said, you better retire now. They don't tell you the full picture. They want you to make assumptions. Look what they say here. Mr. Thibault took actions that were not for, uh, they say, uh, he welcomes any investigation of these false allegations, regardless of his retirement. He firmly believes any investigation will conclude his supervision, leadership, and decision-making were not impacted by political bias or partisanship of any kind. Secretly, they could be, but he could make sure that he crossed every T and dotted every J, lowercase j. And then he can say it wasn't political bias. He can say, we had this document in the media. Ah, And there it is. You see, the media can be politically biased, put out information. These FBI agents can then say it wasn't political bias. We're just reading the news. And that's your death spiral, my friends. Biden insists his troubled son Hunter is now on the straight and narrow. As the president shrugs off reports, feds have enough evidence to charge him with tax and gun crimes by saying I didn't know anything about it. We'll wrap it up here. Hunter Biden. There's enough evidence, they say, to uh, to charge him. They should. But this is what they're saying now, and it's kind of funny. They're saying this may be coming. Hunter Biden may be charged so they can claim the FBI isn't biased. That way, when they come after Trump, they'll say, what do you mean? It's not partisan. They went after Hunter Biden. We're talking. And Hunter Biden's going to get a slap on the wrist for some minor tax evasion. And then Trump will be barred from holding office. That's the game they'll play. I want to talk about one more thing here. A viral story of a voicemail leaked about Joe Biden begging his son to go to rehab and to get help. And uh, I haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about it because it's not news. It's private and it's personal. And we know Hunter Biden's a bad dude. But there is nothing wrong with a dad begging his son to get help. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When I saw that story, I said, good for him, man. I'm glad he, uh, he uh, talked to his son and tried. And he says his son's on the straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. I don't believe that he's not crooked, but maybe not doing drugs. Fine. I don't think that's a smear. And I think that's, uh, I mean, if you want to bring it up and mention it's evidence that Joe knows his son is a crackhead who's doing all this hooker BS and all this bad stuff. Fine. But I, I, I don't I don't I don't see it as a smear. Now, uh, tr- truth be told, uh, a lot of people weren't bringing it up as a smear, but some people were. They were talking about the, the you know, the, the 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 failing nature of Biden's fatherhood and presidency and all of that stuff. But that ain't the right one. Not that story. No, because that just makes you look callous. It makes you look um, cold. Let me put it that way. Here's what I see. I see a corrupt, weaponized DOJ, and it's been this way for a long time. And it's probably been this way longer than any of us realize. It's probably been weaponized longer than we've been adults. It's probably been weaponized longer than we've been alive. And now it's staring us in the face. That's the reality. How do you stop it? If the FBI is willing to offer a uh, what I what I would call, in my opinion, a bribe to a foreign spy to produce dirt on a political rival. Our country is in serious trouble because how do you get someone in to weed out the corruption if the corrupt are in government with the powers of law enforcement actively working against us, the American people? I want you to understand that what the FBI did here was an assault on you and me and the American people. They need to be criminally charged for this and arrested. We shouldn't we shouldn't tolerate it. Because I'll make it simple for you. You might argue, no, 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 Tim, they, they, they offer informants money. out. Full stop. This was digging up dirt. This was a quid pro quo. This was the FBI going to a foreign spy saying we will give you cash if you can prove Trump is dirty. When it came to Hunter Biden and there's hard evidence the Bidens are dirty, they said, ignore it. It's staring you in the face. Now, what do you do? We need overwhelming voter force. The midterms are here. Early voting is starting. Vote by mail is coming. You better go and knock on every door and offer up every simple reason. Gas prices. Tell everybody we got to get the gas prices down. I don't know about that stuff. They say, well, Donald Trump's crooked. I don't know, man. All I know is we got to get the gas prices down. And they'll say, you would vote for Trump. Look, man, gas prices. You may encounter some Democrats being like, say, I I don't know, man. If they say, but but Donald Trump did that or otherwise, you can be like, I'm not voting for Trump right now. It's a midterms. They might say, well, the Republicans don't believe in uh, in elections or whatever. It's like, look, I don't know, man. All I know is that Joe Biden said he wanted to shut down fossil fuels. He said it. And like, I don't, I don't. And gas prices are really high. The Republicans want to start, you know, producing more fuel and get our gas prices down. And that's that's the most important thing. Don't get confused. A lot of people may say the real issue is this, that or otherwise. It's the economy, stupid. Go door to door. Tell everybody. Tell everybody what matters most to you, first and foremost. Be honest, have integrity, and, and convince them why they should register to vote and they should vote. 
But I tell you, man, it's gas prices because it hits everybody. Gas prices, man, the economy, it's in shambles. Tell them this. Here you go. Key inflation metric doubles expectations with core prices still astronomically high. We need people to get out and vote. We need to fix the economy. We need to weed out the corruption. This is how we do it. This stupid rioting and protest that hurt BLM. January 6th stuff that hurt Trump. It hurt him. We don't want that. Just want prices to come down. We want America to be more self-reliant. We want to stop the corruption. We want to end the foreign conflicts. But these warmongers will not be satisfied. Not until they blow up more kids. Too many of them, says Obama. Too many kids. Got to blow them up. Uh, my fellow Americans, there are too many kids. Got to blow them up. That's all they do all day, every day, huh? Trump's no saint. But I'll tell you right now, it's the economy, stupid. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.